0: Good morning and welcome everyone to the call of the Lord to meet with Him in the early morning hour. You know, there's a beautiful song, and it's called, and it's an old song, In the Garden. And it says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I want to encourage each one of you to come, have that special time with the Lord, And the song goes on to say that when he speaks the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. See, God will place a song in your heart. Joy is rooted in who God is. The source of all joy The source of all joy is Jesus. This joy allows us to navigate the difficult situations in the absence of happiness while yet still keeping our joy. Proverbs 10.28 says the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. In Psalms 143.8, it says, Let the dawning day bring me revelation of your tender, unfailing love. Give me light for my path and teach me, for I trust in you. May our morning prayer rise unto you, Father. Hear us, Lord, for we desire to hear you in the early morning hour. We give this time to you, surrendering our will and saying, have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. May we live self-controlled, upright lives before you. Amen and amen. Well, let me introduce our team for this morning. My name is Heather Dawson, and I'm facilitating the call, and we have Sister Brandy Goods with us. She is going to pray this morning. Good morning, Brandy. How are you?
1: Good morning, Elder. I am fine. How are you?
0: I am well. Thank you. It is good to hear your voice this morning. And then we have Minister Linda Lightfoot. She is going to bring the morning
2: devotion.
0: So good morning, Minister Linda. How are you doing? And are good you ready morning, for the good devotion?
2: devotion? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am most excellent. And yes, I am ready.
0: <laughs> I how you are you today? Ready. I'm good. Thank you. Well, amen. I just say Amen. We've prayed, so, you know, I'm going to turn it over to you at this time. God bless you as you minister.
2: God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom this 17th day of May 2022. And I would like to say good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith, and our pastor, Pastor Adrian. God bless you. And to all visiting pastors and all clergy, good morning and God bless you. And to the New Destiny family, friends, and guests, good morning and God bless you. A happy and prosperous Tuesday to you all. Our topic of discussion for today is coming from Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9. And it reads, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think, think. On these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me through, and the God of peace shall be with you, the epistle. To the Philippian church is a very personal and endearing message extended from the heart of Paul, a leader who at the time was imprisoned either at Rome or Ephesus. Paul has endured great suffering for the sake of the gospel, and in the midst of his current circumstance, he expresses his gratitude for the faithful, encouraging, and much-needed support given him by the church at Philippi. His current circumstances, not only imprisonment, but he also is experiencing a foreboding and an apprehension that his time of execution is near in approach. And his having a desire and an intent to visit Philippi once more before his life would be taken. He wants them to know that he has felt their love. The church at Philippi demonstrated their unfailing love for God. Paul and the furtherance of his ministry through their continued prayers and contributions, even in the midst of persecution and controversy. Paul at this point demonstrates his love and concern for their Christian walk by appealing to them about three vital things. In chapter one, he gives an account of his circumstances, his imprisonment, his love for the Philippians, their good work, and their partaking of his grace. In Philippians one, verses 6 through 9, he says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. In chapter two, he encourages them to have the mind of Christ, to be self emptying, to divest themselves of their own will and perspective, taking on the kingdom perspective, enduring challenges, oppositions, hardships, and submitting to the will of God at all costs for the sake and spreading of the gospel and the enlargement of the kingdom. Philippians 2, 5 through 8, he says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. In chapter 3, he wants them to have the knowledge of Christ. And so Philippians 3 and 8, he says, And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ." In chapter 4, he wants them to have the peace of Christ. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, he tells them how to obtain the peace of God. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He further instructs them as to have a peace of God is to be maintained. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things, and those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the Lord of peace shall be with you. Paul tells us not to give room to anxiety. Don't give room to worries, fretfulness, and troubling contemplation, but replace these things with Prayer and thanksgiving, seeking God for direction. There are going to be storms. There are going to be troubles, disturbances, and disruptions to what you may hope, dream, envision, and desire. But don't worry. Don't get all worked up about it when these things go awry. Take it to God. And when you take it to him, trust that he's working it out. Let your confidence in him bring you peace. Romans 8.28 tells us, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Do you love God? Are you not the called according to God's purpose? In First John 5.14-15, the word says, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us, and if we know that he heareth, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him, no matter what kind of ruckus the enemy might serve up in whatever form, no matter what kind of injury you might sustain spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, financially, etc. Jesus says in John 14:27, "Peace, I leave with you." My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In other words, whatever in you or your world is broken, he will make you whole. Don't fret. Paul says, take inventory of all the good things recognize the truth, the actual state of things, recognize and consider that God is in control. Paul realized that even in his suffering and discomfort, the gospel was being preached in ways and places that might not have been had he not endured hardship like a good soldier. His submission preached, his demeanor preached, His response preached, even when he hadn't opened his mouth. Do you know that when you enter a room, how you enter a room, your presence, your disposition and actions speak long before your words? People that may not receive your voice or your words may receive the conversation of your actions and personality, your facial expressions. They all preach. Body language preaches. Your spiritual presence is talking without your lips. And these are all visible expressions of what is on your mind. Philippians chapter 1 Verses 12 and 13 says, but I would ye should have understood, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. Paul says that even in cases where people did things of ill will out of envy, the gospel was still preached. Philippians 1, 15 through 18 says, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of good will. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add afflictions to my bonds but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in presence, in pretense, or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Let us all consider how and set ourselves To cause the gospel to be furthered by preaching Christ in thought, word, and deed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come asking you to fill our minds with good things. Let us think. Like you think Let us have the kingdom Perspective Let us always remember that your plans Are much bigger than ours And are for the betterment Of everyone Let us live the God prescribed Life so that we might Further the gospel and help To enlarge your kingdom Amen Amen Amen
0: Amen mm. Good word this morning. Very good word this morning. And I love what Minister Linda said. How you enter a room speaks before you say a word. Think about that. Body language says it all. But there were so many things that... uh, Minister Linda, shared with us this morning. And she said, don't fret, you know. Don't fret. Think about where Paul was when he was writing this. Don't fret. Take inventory. Take inventory of the good things. Don't dwell on the negative. In other words, think positive. Think about the goodness of God. Think about the things that he has done for you. We can all testify to the goodness of God. Amen. So we thank Minister Linda for being obedient and allowing the Holy Spirit to use her this morning. It was a great word. And you know, we always, uh, as she alluded to in the beginning, that we honor um, our bishop and uh, Lady A., They are the bishop and the pastor that have been set over new destiny. And so today may God give them wisdom and eyes to see clearly and to understand all that is before them. They need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. They need our prayers to cover them. And Father, may you make their way plain as they go about this day today. At this time I would like for Brandy to come, and um, she's going to take us before the throne room. She's going to be praying for the needs of others and on behalf of whatever the Holy Spirit has laid on her heart this morning, and I would ask that all of us would be in agreement with her as she comes now. Brandy, please.
1: Okay, we have two prayer requests. The first prayer request is from the Walker family, and it says, New Destiny, prayers lifted up for our niece, Kenesha. We pray that she is lifted up to be a strong, bold, and faithful young lady. Lord, do not let the temptations nor enticements come upon her. Protect Kanisha, Father, and keep the armor of you on her. Also, Lord, lift up all the youth that they will live a more abundant life in the name of Jesus And then we also have another request from the Walker family who says, New Destiny, stand in firm prayers for my Uncle Curtis Evans. He has been very sick for the last two weeks, and two days ago he was rushed to the hospital for kidney failure and is there now. Please pray for the Lord Jesus to heal him and make him whole. Jesus, my Uncle Curtis, is all yours. Do your healing will to him for you never change and you never will. Amen. So, Father God, we just come in agreement with these prayer requests Lord God and the prayers that have already been prayed, and we just come in agreement. So, Father God, we just thank you, we praise you, we bless you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness that you have shown unto men. We thank you, Lord God, there, there is no other name where men can be saved but by the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that every knee has to bow and every tongue shall confess to that great name that Jesus Christ is Lord and that every name has to bow to that name. So, Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for the name of Jesus. We come this morning and we lift up Kenesha, Lord God, and the youth. Father God, we speak purpose and destiny over them according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over their destinies that they should fulfill the purpose and the destiny that you have called for them in this earth realm. Father, we plead the blood and we declare that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that she would be bold, Lord God, that she would be bold as a lion and that she would stand in her righteousness, in the name of Jesus. For you said in your word, the righteous are bold as lions. Father God, we pray that you will give her the discernment, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that you would give her eyes that see and ears that hear, Lord God. Father, may she discern the snares and the tricks and the schemes of the enemy, Lord God, so that she is not deceived in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you would strengthen her in her inner man, Lord God, to overcome every temptation in the mighty name of Jesus, and that with every temptation, Lord God, you have already made a way of escape. Father God, we also pray that you would give her and our youth, Lord God, an insatiable hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord God. Father, give them the wisdom that they need, Lord God, during these times to be able to live, Lord God, the way that you have called for them to live in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that they would walk in uprightness in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would give them godly friendships, Lord God. Father, that you would bring people into their lives that will point them to Christ. In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare that our youth will come to the knowledge of the truth, Lord God, and that they will live and serve you, Lord God. Father, we pray that you would give them a hope and a passion, Lord God, that they would live, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and that they would live life more abundantly, that the life that you, Jesus, have come to give them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that you would fill them, Lord God, with the spirit of the fear of the Lord, that it would rest upon our youth, Lord God. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would set our youth ablaze, Lord God, and that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit and fire, Lord God, that they would live and run in this life, Lord God, and that they would live to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Father God, we also lift up... Uncle Curtis, Lord God, and we just plead the blood of Jesus over him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord God. We decree and declare that no weapon that's formed against him shall be able to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare life. In the name of Jesus, we speak life. Father, You, Jesus was wounded for his transgressions and bruised for his iniquities, and the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And we decree and then we declare that by the stripes of Jesus that Curtis is healed. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare that every organ in his body, Lord God, specifically his kidneys, that they would line up and function in the way that you are, have ordained them to function in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that Curtis shall not that Curtis shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you would go before him, Lord God, make his crooked path straight in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your healing virtue, Lord God, to overflow and overtake his body right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done and all that you will do in his life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Excuse me. We just thank the Father. We thank the Father in the name of Jesus that these petitions that were offered up this morning were heard. And we know that if he hears us, then he's going to answer because we believe by faith that we have, what we ask for. And Sister Brandy prayed, set our youth afire. May that be our heart's cry throughout the days that are coming. May our youth be set afire. And may they serve and honor God in their all their ways and everything that they do. This is not an easy it is not an easy time, and I'm sure that it is very difficult for our young people. So let's keep them lifted up before the Lord. Let's let's love them. Let's pray for them. May they know that we're here for them. Hallelujah. So thank you, Brandy, for praying this morning. I want to go back um, to Minister Lightfoot and Dr. Uh, For some final words, if she has anything for us before we close out our time together. Um, Minister Linda, do you have anything further? Yes,
2: I do. Paul encountered many things that many men might justify reason for anxiety and even giving up. So how perfect to have him to instruct us on having the peace of God despite what is going on around us or within us. In a nutshell, Paul is saying, examine and take inventory of the truth that is open and laid bare. That which is in accordance with the actual state of things, hiding or concealing nothing. Of the truth, consider the things that are worthy of reverence. Consider the things that are holy, innocent and equitable, look for purity and inherent internal genuineness, look for commendable things, and of all that you have learned through teaching and have come to understand, all that you have embraced and familiarized yourself with through intimate action or relation to what I have said and done, All that you have given audience to by ear, have apprehended, perceived, and understood of my example as I have lived out before you, do it. Practice it. And the peace of God will be with you. Grace and peace, everyone. God bless.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes, let us receive the peace of God. Uh, It's a peace that the world cannot give us, but it only comes from Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, um, Minister Linda, for the word this morning. And thank you, um, Sister Brandy, for praying this morning. Um, It is a great time when we can come together so early in the morning while the dew is still on the roses. Hallelujah. I have always loved that song in the garden. Um, I remember as a child in church singing it and how it resonated within me. So I pray that you will find that time. Find that time each day, early. Meet with the Lord in the garden, the garden of where he is. Let him speak to you. Can we give God the glory? Can we give him the glory for the great things that he has done? Can we focus on those things? Not look to anxiety or allowing anxiety to have a part. But just think upon the good things that God has done. So Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us how to live. Teach us how to live, especially with each other. There's such discord going on in our world. But Holy Spirit, we're asking that you would teach us how to live in harmony with each other, honoring one another, preferring one another. Let us, let us be of one mind. United, united in thought and purpose. May we be as one, just as you and Jesus are one, so that we may be brought to complete unity, complete unity within the destiny ministry. And you know, with those that are down the street and around the corner who confess, Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God. We declare this morning, we declare that there is no division among us, that we are perfectly joined together in the same mind. Father, give us, give us the boldness and the courage that we need to speak your word that we will not hesitate, we will not hold back, we will not be ashamed.
2: But we will be bold
0: and we will share the gospel. And when we do, you will confirm, you will confirm with signs that will follow. We're seeking that this day. Say this with me this morning. We are a supernatural church comprised of supernatural people doing supernatural things. For we are laborers together with God. We are a supernatural church comprised of supernatural people doing supernatural things. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence that has been with us this morning on this call. And we lift our hands And we praise your holy name. And everyone said amen and amen. And we will see you on the call tomorrow morning, early, while the dew is still on the roses. Please open the line that we might worship together.